LNS 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 <laughs> The Late Mind Show on Cat Africa Podcast with Chris Abel Hi there, my name is Chris Abel and you are listening to the Chris Abel Talks Africa Podcast on Anchor. Get involved Hey, hey, beautiful people. Yep, I know you missed me and I definitely missed you too. It's your one and only, the one who loves you, the one who cares about you, Chris Abel. <laughs> what a year it has been. The year 2020, like some of my buddies will say, 2020 has been one hell of a year. Uh, from the coronavirus pandemic that kept the world still to the various happenings in several countries. Charlie, you can't help but ask, is the world coming to an end? Now, I know some of you taught that too because i did and you won't blame me but then again amidst all of this chaos and happenings i am immensely grateful that i am alive and you should be too all right today on the late man show i want to talk to something uh different quickly i'm not going to take your time uh now when it comes to politics i am non-partisan meaning i don't affiliate with uh, this party or that party i just want to know what you're bringing on the table and how it benefits me and the state without being biased now, for most of you who don't know, and you're probably going to know now, uh, I am from a Edo state, well, Ishan by tribe precisely. I was born here. Uh, mom and dad uh, both from Edo state. So it is only necessary to use my platform to share my opinion on the Edo state uh, governorship election, which is forthcoming in September, I think. And like I said, this is, non-partisan, this is a non-partisan opinion. Now, we need to understand that me, you, us... We are the judges of this aspirant. I mean, even though that is not the case today. I mean, it is our job to decide if we like what this aspirant is offering or not. But how can we do this when we don't even know what we want? It is not enough for an aspirant to tell us his agenda from his perception that he best thinks is needed. As an aspirant, you need to know how it concerns and affects the people you plan to serve. Now, you add security as part of your agenda as an aspirant because you feel security is a general need for the people, as it also obviously makes your campaign agenda look serious. But you don't know how security affects me. You don't know uh, what the people you're promising security lose on a daily, monthly, yearly basis, because at the end of the day, when you get in there finally and put a few millions into the Nigerian police force, you assume you've uh, tackled security, but you haven't. And why I would probably not blame these aspirants uh, is because nobody is asking them what exactly is your plan on security for the people they plan to serve. I mean, it's about time we uh, start holding uh, our leaders accountable. It is your right. It is no longer enough for an aspirant to make promises and state his or agenda during campaign only to get elected and do contrary. That is the point we question them. I mean, this was not what you said during the campaign. This was not what I voted for. I mean, if my vote is legally binding, your agenda should be too, which therefore makes it a contract, an agreement. You break the contract, you face the law, period. I mean, we need to start taking election campaigns seriously. We can't keep losing focus uh, during these times with financial and material distractions that won't even sustain us for six months. I mean, check this. Building campaigns around the general practices of what we are used to, which includes rallies and um, the other norms to serve as campaign strategical strength, has become a cliché. The entire populace expects these campaign styles when election is perceived. Therefore, the originality in this campaign style is lost and unappreciated. 
I mean, a political aspirant should be able to, during his campaign, leave a positive impact on the populace, either win or lose. Now, if you lose, you stand a 95% chance of winning next time, in it with a good name, obviously. And if you win, kudos. As an aspirant, the question that should envelope all campaign agendas should be, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be that governorship aspirant who went round marketplaces to give basket full of promises and barely did any as expected? I mean, getting your potential voters in the general populace involved in the election process is key. Not by giving out food items that won't last your lifetime or erecting water systems on every street corners because you won't vote, but by giving out sustainabilities. How is what we're going to look at when I come back? Don't go away. I'll be right back after this break. You are listening to Cat Africa Podcast with Chris Abel on Anchor.fm. Get involved. Alright, welcome back. You're still listening to the Chris Abel Talks Africa podcast here on Anchor.fm and this is the Late Night Show with Chris Abel. I'm still here giving my non-partisan opinion on the other state uh, governorship election 2020. Now, uh, before I went on the break, I said that... uh, getting your potential voters uh, for rather for the aspirant, getting potential voters and the general populace involved in the election process is key. Now, it's not by giving out food items because you won't vote and all that things that we do or rather that you people do, that's a cliche, but by giving out life sustainabilities and how to do this is what we're going to look at. Now, every aspirant during your, uh, your campaign should have a message. All right. Now, um, every political aspirant has a message they want to share to the public to serve uh, as a reason to get their vote. But what makes a message insightfully interesting is what counts. Now, is your message coming to encourage, entertain, promise or act? Now, being part of the masses, myself, I believe it's fair to state here that we are tired of the promises. Let's not forget, action speaks louder than words. All right. Now let's check out how we can give sustainabilities. Uh, now we're looking at demographics. Okay, these are demographics of people that constitute a, a voting process. All right. Now and how to influence their vote. Now whether you choose to believe it or not, this category of people make up sixty percent of an entire vote as a few more affected. And I'm talking about uh, traders. Uh, hustlers, roadside vendors, unskilled laborers, uh, laborers, low-income earners, men, women, 18 to 55, all right? These people care more about what policy the next governor will put in place to make their life less complicated. Majority of them have accepted their fate and will appreciate anything that will make life less stressful for them. Now, from the little a trader in the market will make, he or she will have to pay for storage, security, and every other irrelevant dues and fees. Now, as an aspirant, think of the joy they will have if a governor provides them or an aspirant provides them with a rent-free space by means of erecting uh, multiple trading complexes for these traders. Think of what a farmer who has accepted his fate will fee if there are low cost of free machineries and transportation means in place for them to assist their farming business. Let's take a closer look at, uh, or rather on the power of hustlers, also referred to as ag bearers. All right now and the effect they have on elections 
a bucket full of aspirants will rather negatively use this set of people in their favor during election and forget they exist after election because obviously violence is what they're known for. Now, think of what it will mean when these set of people are given an opportunity to acquire skills that will better their life through skill acquisition programs during campaigns. Now, this category of people, most of them have children they can't send to school. Think of what it will mean to families when their kids can finally have free education to a certain level. When all of these thoughts are affected, a gateway to natural acceptance will be, will, will be created. Acceptance that will take the affected to the pools in favor of the effector. It's no two ways about it. The money is there if we can, I mean, if you have the money to spend on togs and other irrelevant things, think of actually putting this money into positively use and see the results about it. Now, let's check out this other demographic of people. Uh, students, all right, I'm talking about graduates, undergraduates, uh, job seekers, employees, employers, men, women, were aged 20 to 65, okay? These people make up 30% of the entire vote cast during election. All right. Now, the first one, the first set of people, traders, uh, hustlers, roadside vendors, unskilled laborers, low income earners, 18 to 55 men and women. I said to you that they make up 60 percent of our entire vote. All right. Uh, this is my own personal research. Feel free to please uh, obviously tell me it's not true. All right. And now students, graduates, undergraduates, uh, job seekers, employers, employees, uh, men, women, 20 to 65, these people make up 30% of the entire vote cast during election. Now, this set of people are more interested to know what brilliant policies an aspirant will put in place to regulate things that affect them. Education, employment, minimum wage, business exposure, ETC. And for heaven's sake, do y'all know that Edo State is a commercial city? Let me, why, why I'm going to say commercial city? Because if you're going to travel by road to uh, various other mega cities in the country, you have to maybe literally go through Edo State one way or the other. But if you check this state, my state, where I come from, we have like limited commercial resources in this state. I tell you, there are no even less. I like food a lot. And those of you that know me, you know I like food. There are no even variety of like restaurants, eateries where I can go to have food. Like there are just one, two tops that are major, three, as big as the state, as big as the state. We don't have recreation centers. We don't have, we don't have nothing. Businesses in the state are still backwards when it comes to digital marketing. Yes, I will say this because I am a digital marketer and I know the, the, the challenges I face in this state when it comes to digital marketing as a business. It's, it's really sad. Compared to Lagos, compared to Abuja, compared to Port Harcourt, I have friends in Port Harcourt that are doing so great. And I would let you know that what they're doing is contributing to the economy of that of that state. But it is, it's still backwards. We need to literally understand that there is so much that this state can produce, like literally, financially, materially, but it's not being utilized. And that is a problem. Nobody's asking questions. All right. Now, um... It is often said that youths are the backbone of any society, but a lot of these same youths are neglected when it comes to issues that affect them. Now, every year, each state in Nigeria produces... Now, take, take note of these um, figures and take note of this of this statistics because it's really important. Um, every year, each state in Nigeria produces a minimum of 5,000 graduates, a minimum of 5,000 graduates, and only 20% of that number get employment. Struggle. 
Now, out of 89,755 people who took a Jobberman.com uh, survey, and I think this statistics, this statistics was in 2017, 16, 17. Uh, now, 41,032, that's 45.72%. Uh, that is the, the number of people that took the survey. That's out of 89,000, right? Uh, 41,032, that's 45.72% people are unemployed graduates. The total participants of this survey is only 51% of the total number of graduates that are unemployed if we decide to add Nigerian students who got lucky to study out of the country to come back and struggle for jobs. Now, think of what it will mean to these unemployed graduates if we can create 1,000 plus jobs in a dose state every year by means of allowing them to showcase their business ideas and potentials to foreign investors and also giving opportunities to businesses and employers to promote their businesses and services through partnerships. Now, an empowerment program for women, get this, an empowerment program for women will generate a massive sweep that will influence brothers and husbands casting their vote for their sisters and wives preferred aspirant. It's no it's no it's nobody thinking. Literally, it's nobody thinking. Now, um Let's look at key influences as part of the demo uh, demographics and how to influence their votes. Now, uh, key influences, opinion leaders, uh, celebrities, mentors, public figures. Now, these set of people that are followed and respected by the other previous categories are the icing on the cake. They make up the remaining 10% of the entire vote cast during election. When the attention of the people that fall in other categories is gained, these key influences are the finishing factor that will seal the confirmation on the heart of many. Now, for example, what I'm trying to say here is, if the political aspirant has already done things that caught my attention for their likeness, and my mentor or admired celebrity gives support to such aspirant, that's a confirmation to my voting for that for that aspirant, right? Now, I mentioned something about um, digital marketing uh, in a state, right? Now. Paid and in media, social media, blogs, radio, TV for election. As a digital marketer myself, uh, it is imperative to state here that the power of digital campaigning during election is not properly utilized. Now, the world has gone global and almost everyone and anyone that has information to share or receive is online. When an effective digital campaign is activated, there is a 35% effectiveness in getting an uninterested person to follow your campaign and get interested, which will end in a vote in your favor. Assuming they can vote in your state or during your state. If they are, if they are not, they obviously they start talking good about you because they're already interested. You've used uh, an effective digital campaign to get their interest. So if they have people in the state that can vote, they're already outside the state talking to somebody trying to influence them to vote. So either they're voting directly or not or influencing somebody to, to vote, you've gained one vote, literally. All right. Now, uh, that's how compelling an effective digital campaign uh, can be. Now, when these ideas are probably affected majority of the media coverage will be end rather than even pay for because then people are picking oh he's doing this he's doing that she's doing this she's doing that you're not paying for these media you're not paying for them they're just speaking it and people are just talking about you because you are doing things that will literally get people to talk now we need to understand that like i said earlier to start holding our leaders accountable this is where, because this is where the problem is. Literally, this is where the problem is. And if if we, I mean, if we can't question our leaders, what's the point of voting for them? 
right? I mean, I did propose to have um, a debate with the um, aspirants from all the political parties um, in Edo State because I want to know exactly what their plan is in education. Okay, not just tell me this is what you want to do um, with education as part of your agenda. I want to know exactly how you're going to affect this. It's enough to say it, but let's see the picture. Is it feasible? Is it workable? Is it doable? Let me hear what you need to say about it. I mean, I would really appreciate if that if that pulls through, uh, have all the aspirants for a debate and let's hear them talk. I mean, I believe those state wants to hear what they need, what they have to say on certain issues, uh, on, on, on policies that concerns them, right? It's not enough to tell us what you want. You need to find out what we want, literally. What we want is important. And if we tell you what you want and you promise us that you're going to do that and you get in there and you don't do that, we're going to question you, literally. This is still the Late Night Show on uh, Cat Africa Podcast coming to you from Anchor.f. Um, yes, you know when I talk like this, it's time to say au revoir. I gotta go. I said earlier it's gonna be a short episode, so yes. But then again, don't forget to follow us on all our social media handles with at Ket Africa on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. Leave your message to me at ketafrica at gmail.com or Chris Able Talks, uh, sorry, Chris Able Talks Africa at gmail.com. You can also send me a mail at ebo.imaku at ketafrica.com and I will be happy to read all these messages and reply you as well. But don't forget, a dose state, if you can hear me from a dose state here, if you can hear me um, outside a dose state, wherever you can hear me from, and you have people in a dose state, please, we are preaching one thing and one thing only a peaceful election that is what we want regardless of whether our opinion is taken or not we need a peaceful election okay so this is what we should preach this period of uh, the Edo state election 2020 all right that is it i got to go but don't forget i love you yes you know it flows a little all the way from here and i, I like i always say to you at the end of every episode make sure you spread love all right now have a wonderful day bye bye <music>